Welcome to Powwow Live Podcast from powwows.com, connecting you with native culture since 1996. Here's your host, Paul Gowder. Hello, and welcome back to another Powwow Life episode. I'm Paul Gowder, the founder of powwows.com. Thank you for being here again this week. If you're new to the show or new to powwows.com, this is your place to come explore, experience, and connect with Native American culture. We hope that this is a place for you to start exploring the culture, whether you grew up on a reservation and you're full-blood Native American or you're just now learning about powwows and maybe you want to go to one for the first time. We're here for you and want to be your connection to the culture. On today's episode, I have an interview with the former Miss Indian World, Cheyenne Kippenberger. Cheyenne was a little bit unique in her experience as Miss Indian World because she served during quarantine and COVID and all of the fun stuff that came with that. (laughs) And so she got to experience being Miss Indian World for two years. So we'll talk to her a little bit about what that experience was like and a little bit about what's going on with her. So that interview in just a minute, but I do have a couple of announcements. First, make sure you stay tuned. At the end of the episode, I will give you this week's trivia question and see if you can win some of the powwows.com stickers and prize packs and test your knowledge with that question at the end of the episode. I want to say a special thank you to our patrons over at www.powwownation.com. These are the folks that are making content like today's podcast possible, as well as helping us hire and keep our great writers and do some other fun things this coming year. So if you're interested in helping out with powwows.com and really supporting us, go check out our Patreon over at powwownation.com. Thank you all for being a part of that community. Really, really um, appreciate all that support. All right, so now let's get to the interview with Cheyenne Kippenberger. I'm so excited to welcome to the show Cheyenne Kippenberger, Miss Indian World for two terms. It was amazing that you were you were able to represent Gathering Nations for that long. Um, sad that we had to do it that way, but Cheyenne, thanks so much for being here. Oh, no, so happy to be here. I appreciate the opportunity. It's been a while since I've seen you and since we've talked, so I know. good to be back. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was so much fun getting to do the virtual gathering and uh, getting, you know, everybody together again and on that first Zoom and everybody kind of uh, getting, getting to see old friends again. That was really fun. Um, that was one of the highlights during, uh, during the quarantine there. 
Um, all right, so for those of who out there watching who aren't familiar with you and, and your time as Missing New World, can you uh, introduce yourself and tell us, you know, where you're from and, and a little bit about your background? Yeah, of course. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. My English name is Cheyenne. My given name is Iset. I'm a citizen of the Seminole Tribe of Florida. I'm a former Miss Indian World. And yeah, it's like me and in a nut, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's talk about Miss Indian World first. Um, when had you been to gathering before and when did you decide to, to run for Miss Indian World? You know, surprisingly, the year that I ran for Miss Indian World was the first time that I had ever been at the Gathering of Nations powwow. And there had been a few opportunities when I was a little bit younger to go, but it just never lined up and worked out. And um, yeah, next thing you know, you know, in 2019, I found myself there and I was like, so just like starstruck by everything. Cause it was everything that everybody <laughs> tells you about gathering of nations. And, right. um, you know, initially I, I had ran for Miss Florida Seminole in 2018. That was my first time ever really running in any type of native pageant in that sense. And after I was crowned in 2018, literally the morning after at like our celebratory brunch with the committee, um, Miss Wanda Bowers, who everybody knows, came up to me and she was like, she slaps this packet in front of me. She's like, here's your Miss Indian World application. And I was like, huh? I was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I haven't <laughs> even been Miss Florida Seminole for 24 hours. And she was like, hey, look, she's like, every year we send our Miss Florida Seminole. She's like, you're not required. But she's like, if you're not ready to do that yet, just think about it. And so I, it probably took me like a good six, seven, eight months to get comfortable with even the idea of running. And I got more comfortable in my position, you know, as an ambassador representing my tribe. And, you know, I woke up one morning and I was like, you know, like, what do I have to lose? I don't even really know that many people that ran in Miss Indian World. And I was like, that would be so cool to be able to share with, you know, my kids and their kids one day. And so I filled out the application. And then literally a few months later, I was in Albuquerque getting ready to compete in like the biggest pageant in Indian country. <laughs> That's so awesome. And you know, having spoken to other Missing New Worlds in the past, you know, I've, I've heard the Seminole really do, they they really do a great job of supporting um, their Miss Seminoles and sending them out to gathering. It's great to have that kind of support system with, from your from your own people. That's awesome. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've been sending girls for years and years and years. And, you know, it's somewhat become like a tradition for our Miss Seminole to go and do that. And partially why you know I went through with it because I was like I'm not gonna be the one to break that <laughs> but you know not only the commute the committee but also the community our council everybody's families come together to support whoever it is that we're sending out there and so you know there is a part where you're, you're supposed to spell raffle tickets and I remember like posting it on my tribal Facebook page and like going like to people's houses to sell tickets and we have um, a native bowling league down here and I used to go every Friday night and go table to table selling my tickets. And, you know, it was, it was a really beautiful experience and, you know, to see that people just genuinely want you to succeed in that way. And, you know, I remember speaking with, you know, some of the elders in my community and they were like, we don't even care that you win. It's just the fact that you're just going out there and representing us is what matters. And so I, I definitely felt a big obligation to go out there and just, put all of myself and all my heart into that competition. Oh, that's great. So, um, so you were crowned Miss Indian world in, in 2019 and the world was normal for a while for you, you know, so, and I know, like we were talking before we started recording, 
you know, you did get to participate in a tribal fair. Um, Y'all had some really cool stuff, the alligator wrestling and all all kinds of, it was (laughs) awesome live stream to watch. Um, So what was it like that first year and what were some of the highlights that you uh, got to experience? It was honestly beautiful. I think, you know, if there's anything that any girl wants as Miss Indian World, it's to try to like visit as many communities as they can and do as much outreach as they can for their platforms and really just connect with Indian country. And, you know, I remember after I got crowned, I I finally came home and like, I was kind of settling in, you know what I mean? And it's marinating. And I'm thinking to myself, what do you want to do with your year? And I remember thinking to myself, like, I'm just going to try to make myself as available as I can for our people all across Indian country. I'm going to try to get to as many places as I can, but I really wanted it to be this experience to where people really got to see who Cheyenne was at at the core of, of all of it. You know, just the real Cheyenne, not pageant Cheyenne or like what, who she was during the pageant, which, and so I set the goal to just be really, really authentic in everything that I did everywhere that I went, everybody that I interacted with. And so my first year was beautiful. You know, I felt like no matter where I visited, I got welcomed in with open arms. You know, I always had food on the table, ready to be fed, you know, gifts, all, you know, the, the full nine yards or people are so hospitable, but you know, what made it most memorable was everybody that I just got to meet. And, you know, at points, of course, it's overwhelming because you have people wanting to take pictures and talk to you and everything. But, you know, even now, sometimes um, I'll go places and I'm like, oh my God, I remember meeting you in North Carolina. Like, <laughs> how are you? How are your kids? And I always laughed and I think to myself, like, that's the most Indian thing, right? Like meeting somebody at a gas station in Oklahoma and then you run into each other in North Carolina, like it's nothing. And I had so many experiences like that. And I feel like I gained so much family and so many friends and I made so many great lifelong connections. And, you know, I I think I had a year that any other Miss Indian world would have wished for. And I mean, it was cut a little bit short because we went into lockdown of March, but I was grateful that I got to do my New Zealand trip, which was a really big goal of mine. It was on my bucket list for Miss Indian World to go out of the country. And literally me and my dad headed out to New Zealand. We were there for like 10, 11 days. And as soon as we came back, everything was in lockdown. And so I was really grateful that I at least got to have all of that time that I did. And I just made the most of it before we knew what was going to happen with the pandemic. Right. And, And I have to say, you know, following you throughout the two years, what you did on, I mean, I, I you know, got to see you at Gathering too, but to see, watch you, what you did on social media was truly authentic. And it was, it was so much fun to watch all the stuff you were doing. And you really did show yourself in, in what you were posting on social media. It wasn't just, um, wasn't just marketing hype or anything else. So you really did show yourself. And that was fun to watch for, for those two years. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Cause I I put so much like time and, and thinking into the things that I would post. And I, you know, and of course, you know, as an ambassador with that type of platform, you have to be cognizant of like the messages you're putting out and the things that you share. And, you know, I'm thinking of like, what would little girl Cheyenne want to see? And I just remembered like not feeling really comfortable in my skin, not feeling beautiful when I was younger and everything. And I was like, I just want everybody to feel beautiful. And so you know, I would share the really glamorous and fun parts of me being Miss Indian World, which was traveling and like getting to wear my beautiful traditional outfits and the crown and the sash. But there was also really tough parts through Miss Indian World, which was, you know, being like mentally exhausted at points. There was a lot of low points where, you know, I was away from my family for a long time, like certain points of time. And, you know, I wanted 
the entire experience to be shared with everybody so that it didn't just look like it was this glamorous thing all the time. Cause in reality, it's not, you know, you're, you're not only are you making a lot of sacrifice, but your family's making a lot of sacrifice and you have so many people rooting for you to just have this beautiful and, um, you know, like impactful year. And that pressure builds up and it becomes really heavy when you're by yourself. And so I was really open about the mental health aspect of being this Indian world and having that big platform and that audience and that following. And, you know, I just wanted people to know that even Miss Indian world has really bad days. Miss Indian world has anxiety, you know, being open about the fact that I was like, even a high school dropout, like people were always like, Whoa, that happened. I'm like, yeah, like I didn't always have it together, man, but it's okay. You'll figure it out (laughs) too. And so that was, you know, like I said, the goal that I had set for myself was to just be real. That was so, so important to me. And so Hearing you say that, you know, I, I really do appreciate it a lot. Thank you. Oh, thank you. It was it was really, really <clears throat> inspiring to watch throughout the year. And I know that you really touched probably hundreds and hundreds of people and especially little girls. I know. So my daughter, that was the first time in 2019 that she actually got to come with me to gathering. Um, and so in meeting you and seeing you there, she was just like, oh, my God, that was so much fun. Um, so she followed you throughout the whole time. And, and it meant a lot to her. So that was that was really cool. So Aww. then we shifted and. The world changed, um, and but and the, the you know, gathering asked you to stay on as Miss Indian World. How did that change for you? And you know, how did it affect you guys down in Florida? It was really hard, um, you know, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It was really hard for everybody. And I remember, like, literally coming home on this like really big high because I was just in New Zealand as Miss Indian World and we weren't allowed to go outside. And so there was kind of tackling this, this change of being on the go nonstop for almost nine, 10 months to literally not being able to just like go to Seven <laughs> Eleven, And it took a really big toll emotionally on me. Like I, I really experienced um, a, like a deep depressive episode after all that happened. And I was upset because I felt like not just me, but everybody we had, all these events and all these things that were upcoming and the rug just got pulled out from all of us. And our entire sense of normalcy was essentially robbed from us in like an an instant actually. And so it was difficult, you know, but with honestly the support of like my family, my, my siblings, especially the committee too, I had really open and like vulnerable, honest conversations with all of them. I remember even hopping on a zoom call with everybody and just telling them like, I am so sad right now and I don't know how to get myself out of this. And we had the conversation of me continuing my reign, which, you know, obviously was really, really exciting, but it was a little bit bittersweet to think that, okay, I'm going to get this extended year, but what's going to happen? You know, like what, what, what's going to happen with this pandemic? And so initially when I, when we decided that I was going to continue my reign, we were thinking, oh, in a few months, this is going to be over and we're going to be back to normal. So I was like ready to be back at powwows by August in all honesty. And when that didn't happen, you know, it kind of felt like I took another plummet and I decided to just share that with people about like how upset I was. And I know that everybody's upset, but maybe if we could just all be upset together and talk about it, like it will feel a little bit better. And so I really, really just tried to put my best foot forward. And I'm so thankful for the support system that I have because I... I recognize that this was a journey that all of us have experienced together through this pandemic, but it was really hard to take on that obligation of still being there for Indian country as Miss Indian world 
You know what I mean? And, and that's when social media, I was like, this is going to be my best friend. Like, how do we shift this and make it even more fun for everybody? And that's where we just had these neat ideas of doing Instagram lives and having like the cake contest and all this stuff. And that made me feel connected to everybody. And as much as I had done it to connect with everybody in turn, that actually filled me up with all of like that good medicine that I really needed at that point. Cause I was living by myself through the majority of the pandemic. And so being from coming from being surrounded by people, practically the majority of my time to being confined to this space with like just my dogs that hurt me a lot. And I was really, really sad, but because of Facebook, because of Twitter, because of Instagram and YouTube and all these things, we got to continue connecting with each other. And I think that when we look at our people, we know we're already resilient. We've always known this, but this was like a different chapter that we had to take on. And I'm so proud of our people for taking it on the way that we have. And they created you know, that um, social distance power, which was right. like the coolest thing ever. And that's like a huge Facebook group that's still ongoing. And, you know, people were coming up with all of these different ways for us to interact and connect. And it made me so proud to be a native woman, to just be a native person in all honesty. Yeah, it was really and fun. And what she was doing, there was so much stuff that came out of that. It, it was really amazing. Um, and so I, I see you're still continuing to, you know, speak on your, on your platform and continuing to do stuff on social media. I see you're involved in a, a women's summit coming up. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Ashley calling bull. She was able to also get me involved with that, which was really neat. Um, you know, I was a little like scared, you know, coming to the end of my reign as Miss Indian world. Cause for three years I was a princess. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> this is kind of who I am. What's going to happen after this? And I, I remember even sitting in my therapy session with my therapist and I'm like, who am I going to be if I'm not Miss Indian World? And I had to kind of walk myself through that process, that transition. And I just want to say thank you to everybody that has still thought of me to be included in their conferences, their events, keynotes, whatever it is, because you guys helped me realize that I'm not just Miss Indian World, but you know, this is something that I thoroughly enjoy doing. I love giving back to our people, sharing my experiences, all of these things. If it's education, advocacy, you know, it's we all do this every single day for our people. And so it was it was a weird transition, but it worked out really beautifully. And I just I really appreciate the fact that people still think of me in that way. That's great. I, I, I'm excited to see uh, how that's going to go with the Women's Summit. So, and what what are the future plans for you now? Where are you headed? So, I'm actually coming to the end of my internship with the Center for Native American Youth at the Aspen Institute, and I'm actually going to be taking on a full time position as their communications coordinator. Awesome, which is really really exciting because, um, you know, initially with Miss Indian World, like I just had to figure out social media. Like I didn't really have somebody like like all the graphics and everything that everybody saw, I was literally creating myself. <laughs> and I think sometimes there's this illusion that I have this like, like social media team behind me. I was like, no, I did all of that myself. And, you know, with all that experience that I gained because, you know, my virtual year, that drove me into having this internship with CNAY. And now I have the opportunity to help uplift their social media platforms and their website and I get to do a lot of native youth outreach, which, you know, again, I love doing stuff like that. And so it's been a beautiful thing to see all of these, this like skills that I acquired through Miss Indian World. Like I still get to apply it into being like this young professional. 
And so I'm, you know, I'm thinking about going back to school. I've been, um, I just moved into my house on the res, which is really awesome. I've been on the housing list since I was like 18. (laughs) And so, yeah, I mean, it's really awesome. I definitely see this, this change from being like this really young 21 year old, 22 year old, like maybe I should run for Miss Seminole to like being so comfortable and I feel so established and I I genuinely am like very proud of myself because I wasn't always this put together and I didn't always speak this like this great and things like that and so you know I I'm just grateful for the journey like shout out to the creator man (laughs) that's so great um it's a great outlook to have coming through what all we've been through so you know I'm always I always ask guest, you know, what kind of advice would you have? And I know you talked about, you know, what your younger self would think. So what would you tell your younger self now that, you know, looking back and or young girls that are aspiring to be either their tribal princess or maybe even aspiring one day to try to run for Miss Indian World? Well, first I would tell younger Cheyenne, like, it's going to be okay. Like you're going to figure it out. It's not always going to be this messy and you're not going to feel this like all over the place and to younger girls or women that are thinking about doing this Indian world or thinking about running and any pageant really just do it. Like, don't think about the winning aspect of it. Don't think about, you know, if you're going to have like the best jewelry there, the best dresses, just do it because it's on your mind for a reason. And I am like a really, really firm believer that the creator has these plans for us, these paths that we're supposed to take. And it may not be necessarily like being Miss Indian World or being the title holder, but it's gaining the experience that you had in that pageant. And native pageantry is beautiful because you're building this, this bond with these young girls, these young women throughout that entire pageant week and our pageant week. And you become part of this sisterhood and you literally make lifelong friends. All of the girls that I ran with in Miss Indian World, we all talk all the time. They've become some of my closest friends even. and. I encourage you all to take that experience and just enjoy it for what it is. Don't think about the end game of what it was because Miss Indian World, that was one of the things that was psyching me out in the beginning was like, well, you're going to go over there and you're going to lose. Like, what's the point of that? And when I finally realized that it really wasn't about getting the title, but it was about like putting the best version of myself out there in this like really uncomfortable, vulnerable position of literally being judged by complete strangers. It's like, what's how much, how much scarier does it get than that? I was like, you know, that shows that you have guts in all honesty. And so take that leap, take that jump and just enjoy the process of like practicing your talent, getting your dresses ready with like your aunts and your, and your family members or your community members and, you know, learning to speak your, your language, to introduce yourself. Like all of these things are building you up to become of like a bigger, stronger, more beautiful native woman. No title or crown is going to do that. You do that for yourself. And so just do it. And if you have any questions about prep work or like what you should do, message me. Like I always tell people I'm like not Miss Indian World anymore, but I'm still Auntie MIW and I'm here for all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. That was really great advice. And uh, I think, you know, I've talked, like I said earlier, I've talked to lots of Miss Indian Worlds um, and contestants that run and they all come out of it saying that the friends they make there are lifelong and it's, you build this network of support um, and these relationships. So that's pretty, pretty awesome to always hear that that's, that's what's coming out of that, that week that you guys spend in Albuquerque. That's great. Again, well, thank you so much for spending a little time with me. Um, I hope we will be back in Albuquerque together this year and uh, I get to 
to go back to gathering again. Uh, but thank you for spending time with us. And, and I hope everything stays safe down there in Florida for you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me again. And it's been so great to see you after so long. And like, <laughs> fingers crossed, y'all, that like, we can get through this next few months. And hopefully things will turn around and we'll be able to all be in Albuquerque together. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much. Have a good night. Mado. Thanks, Cheyenne, for being here, and I cannot wait to see you in just a few short weeks. We'll be back in Albuquerque at the 2022 Gathering of Nations Powwow. If you don't know about Gathering, it is the largest powwow, and it has not been held, as we talked about with Cheyenne, since 2019. It's not been held in person since 2019. So we're heading back to Albuquerque and powwows.com. Getting back to normal, we will be streaming the powwow live all weekend long. You can watch all the singing and dancing live on powwows.com, and we'll have a second stream dedicated to just Stage 49. So that's the special musical performers, the comedians, the dance groups, and all of that special talent outside at Stage 49. We'll have that as a completely separate stream, so you can watch both of those. And of course, we'll have all of that archived if you miss any of it. So be sure to go check that out over at powwows.com. Cannot wait to see you. If you're going in person, please make sure you stop by and say hello uh, I'd love to love to put a face to the name and, and just say, hey, um, and of course, I just want to get back out there and meet all of you now that we can do all this in person again. All right, so let's get to today's trivia question. Cheyenne was Missing in World for those last two years that they had Missing in World. They've taken a little bit of break now. We're going to have a new one crowned in 2022. But here's your trivia question for this week. Who was the first Miss Indian World? have to do a little research on this one unless you just are, uh, know and have been around for a long time. So good luck on that. If you know the right answer or you think you do, head on over to powwowlife.com. There we have a place where you can enter your answer. And next week we will draw from all the correct answers a winner and you'll get a powwows.com prize pack. Thanks again for being here. Another episode of the Powwow Life podcast. I'm Paul Gatter and I am the founder of powwows.com. And I so appreciate your support, and I cannot wait to hopefully see you on the powwow trail this year. We're back in, in person. It's so great to see. I hope I'll get to see you soon. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Powwow Life podcast from powwows.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to get notified of our next episode. Find a powwow near you by visiting www.powwows.com forward slash calendar. Support powwows.com by visiting www.powwownation.com.
homework here is this week's trivia question. You can head over to powwowlife.com to fill out the form and submit your answer. All the right answers are entered into a drawing for a 10-sticker powwows.com sticker pack. Here's the question. This year, we are celebrating a big milestone. We have been live streaming for a number of years. So tell me, what year was the first year we streamed and what was the first powwow we streamed? If you've been listening or following our content, you should be able to find it. Good luck. Powwowlife.com to submit your answer. What was the first powwow and what year did we first live stream? Good luck and thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.